everyone, and welcome to the Ministry Matters podcast. My name is Rowan, and along with my wife, Jill, we serve as the lead pastors of a three-small-location multi-site church, C3 Camden, Picton, and Thoreau in southwestern Sydney and the Illawarra. On this podcast, Jill and I discuss all matters ministry and share some of the things we've learned and are still learning along the way in our 30-plus years of pastoral ministry experience. It's our particular hope that this podcast will be of help to small church pastors and their teams and encourage you to continue to minister effectively to the wonderful people that God has entrusted into your care. that we express on this podcast are our own and not necessarily those of the church or denomination that we're a part of. We'd love to hear from you if you have any feedback, any comments or suggestions on any topics you'd like us to discuss in future episodes. To find out more about us or our church, check out the show notes for links to all the relevant socials and websites. So without any further ado, let's get into today's conversation. Jill back again for Ministry Matters podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Nice to have you with us. Yeah. What are we doing today, babe? We're going to talk about uh, about talk about delivering, preaching, that kind of message, stuff. Message stuff. Message that we want to get to the church primarily through preaching. Yep. Form that's of preaching. the focus today. Not that's that the that's the today. only way to no. get a message to the church, but uh, yep. that was kind of preaching. what we direction we're going. And so I'd been out today and I said to Jill, you choose what you want to talk about today. So... She's talked about, she suggested we talk about preaching and preparation. Yeah, and well, no pastor wants the week to roll around and then you get to Saturday night and think, what am I going to preach tomorrow? Heck no. <laughs> I think there's been like four times in my entire life where that's ever happened and it's been not from lack of trying to get there, but I just it's been trust God and I've, so there's been yeah. one or two times where I've stood up, stood up and I've gone, I've got nothing, I just have to mm. trust God. But that's mm. not the norm, is it? Or the odd time when, you know, you're like three three people get sick like the, the preacher gets sick and then the second person who would have done it. And, yes. And then like you end up going, oh, it's going to be me and I really wasn't, Yeah, you know, at that rare time or something yeah, happened. Yeah, that's the exception but rather you than go, the rule. Oh, well, God, help me. Well, we're kind of the opposite, <laughs> aren't we? we? If anything, and I know that uh, numbers of our preacher friends, pastor friends are different in the way they mm. uh, approach this too. And uh, I know my mate Brian Weber would say that I um, – I'm at the other end of the extreme end of being prepped well in advance. It's, there's been times where I have, I can have three months worth of sermons largely written in advance, not all the time. Mm. Um, so I'm at the hyper end. So for some of you, this is going to sound uh, like you're going to think I'm crazy, uh, but I like to be organized. So, yeah, because we think it's important, I guess, to, well, I guess how we look at it is that we, want to be led by the spirit. Yeah, it's not like I can and have so, a sermon written but on Sunday morning sitting upstairs in yeah. my office drinking my coffee before I go to yeah. church, I'm still reviewing and changing and editing. Yeah. Yeah, so when we when we are thinking about our calendar planning and we're looking ahead, we are prayerful in that and we're thinking and we're saying, Lord, direct us, show us, uh, you know, 
and, and you know, and you've got to think ahead. So you can't just be thinking about where we're at now. You know, no. and it's hard to know where you're going to be at in three or six months. But it's kind of for us, we we, we have that have to pray and get that sense of well, mm. what sort of messaging do we want? What sort of preaching do we want? What direction do we want to take the yeah, church? True. What's the vision? Uh, what are we? What are our aims? What are our goals? What are our um, you know, what are our core values we want to keep reiterating? What are the big big rocks we want to put in the in the um the you know the messaging, the key values the, the that need to be first, messaged in. That, yes, that's right. Because they are the things that uh, you know that are obviously our, our priorities and our values. So we need to be thinking about those things all the time. And if we don't keep revisiting those things and staying on course with yeah. them in our mes- in our messaging, our preaching, we'll go off. We'll end up off you know, yeah. other directions and we'll, we'll lose track of where we're Well, I, we I think be. so. I mean, I, I know other pastors that say, oh, no, you just preach whatever God's got on your heart. And, and I certainly don't want to say that doesn't work. It, I, all I would say is that in my experience for us and the way we have worked as a multi-site church and, and the, in more recent years, I have felt that that's not the way we want to go. I think most of the feedback we've had from our preachers is that they want prep time, they want guidelines and so the whole idea of just preach what's ever on your heart, it can do that. But um, I would rather have put some preliminary work in to have us talk through our conversations and then with our location pastors and key team, what are those big rocks? What are That's those right. values? What are the things? And we'll, we'll try to map out 12 months worth of preaching mm-hmm. topics. The way we tend to work is we'll map out, say, towards the end of the year, occasionally gets stretched into January and then we do it in January for the rest of the year, but I'd like to try and do it before then. We map out um, the general direction we're going and at least try to get pretty setting concrete through the first six months, certainly through to Easter at least, um, mm. if not through the first six months. And then we'll have like placeholders. We, we have a plan as though we're planning the whole year, but mm. we can adapt and change and Take into adapt. account school holidays and things like yep. Easter and Mother's Day yep. and Father's Day and yep. guest speakers and That's right. oversight visits and all of that. us being away, our leave, take, you know, we always put our annual leave in. Yeah, that was uh, a that was a tip from Dyfing Keldy many years yeah, ago. If you're a past, lead so we, pastor, we all, put your holidays in yeah, the calendar before everything our, else goes in. Get our uh, location pastors. Yeah, get their leave uh, planned. We'll put their leave in. So yep. then we look at the, can look at the year and go, all right, what, what how are we going to help yeah. manage this? Yeah, and then once we've done that, we're prayerfully looking at those themes, talking, going, hey, what are these key values we want? So this year, uh, 2023, is the first year we've done like a Bible reading plan and had mm. had a liturgical calendar kind of thing. Um, we've still, even within that, we've still had themes. We've had the Father and the Son yes. and the Spirit and the church and mission and ministry mm. and prayer and a whole variety of different yeah. aspects of church life still in there, yeah. but they're linked to a Bible reading plan. And that's just something we've done this year and it's mm. been great. And obviously our other podcast, uh, The Bible, Wait What, has come out of that preaching plan and and uh, addressing those chapters, um, which has been a good thing. But I think for us to have come to preaching with a structured calendar, and we've been doing this for many years, mm. um, we you know we did three three months on the Book of Ephesians. We mm. did uh, four months on the Sermon on the Mount. Mm. Uh, in more recent years, those sorts of things. So uh, we did um, six weeks on Philip, or maybe five or six weeks on the Philippians. So by yeah. doing it that way, we were able to form up a structured calendar. And, and I uh, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to ask you, how do you think you know whether uh, the preaching themes are working whether they're whether they're a success not that that's maybe a great well are they helping word, people but are they helping people how do you how do you sort of how would you know whether they're uh, i think we have to effective. rely on feedback don't we yeah. i i think i mean you don't even you know what you don't hear but we've had feedback from our church congregations that they mm. like 
the whole idea of themes. We've certainly had feedback from our preachers that uh, share the preaching around. And in our case, partly because we're multi-site, partly because we have been drummed into us from the earliest stages of our Christian ministry. We've always been part of churches where the preachers preaching is shared around um, that we're quite happy and, and advocate for uh, diverse preaching teams. Mm. We, so because of that, we kind of, it kind of forces us to have more speakers and our speakers who preach, they want, they give us the feedback that they appreciate some guidelines in advance, not just, Hey, you're preaching. It's Wednesday. By the way, you're preaching on Sunday. Uh, what do you yeah. want me to preach about, Pastor? Oh, I don't know. Just preach something from yes. the book of Ephesians. Yeah, and it's guidelines. It well, it's giving well. them guidelines, but we also want them to get a heart for it, don't we? Yeah, we want, want them to have values them ti- We it. want to have them having time to sort of soak in it and, and so, you know, get into those scriptures and really, um, we, you know, we want them, we want it to come out of them as living water that's fresh. Yes. It's not just we've sent them something that we yeah. think we, it's our idea and we want them to get up and preach it. It's, we, you know, we might, you might give them an outline, but you want it, them to get it and make it their own and yes. have, um, the, you know, the touch of the spirit yeah. on it. Well, I think even the way we would give them an outline is different. So some multi-site churches, for instance, they, they get the sermon notes written by someone and they basically have to deliver those sermon notes. I, I'm not an advocate for that. You wouldn't want to follow my sermon notes anyway. They're generally just scribbles all over Bible verses, so that wouldn't work yeah, for me. When you try and tell me <coughs> hints for my message writing, it doesn't usually work, work very well because your uh, way of thinking and processing <laughs> thinking is different. Is not the same as mine. No, so we're all different, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, so I think that, that's a good point is that when it comes to preaching, whether you're the lead pastor preaching or whether you're a person in the church mm-hmm. that's that's preaching, you do have to work towards finding out the way you want to do it the way that works for you, who you are. You've got to bring that in. You can't be someone you're not. But that said, you also need to uh, you need to start somewhere and then develop. So if you're a developing preacher, don't just come with um, without any guidelines. Don't just come thinking you're God's gift to the world in preaching. Uh, more often than not, you'll find you're not. Mm. <laughs> and you'll also think that you've got uh, – you'll end up saying you've got so much to say and you'll preach for longer than – won't you? You'll, yeah. All the time I say to our preachers, whether it's a doing a delivering a communion message or a full sermon or whatever, you're going to go over time, not It's a real discipline time. to stay within time yeah. frame. You have to practice. Yeah, it takes practice. So and I think people who think, you know, like I, I've not, I'm not naturally a speaker, not naturally someone with confidence to stand in front of people. So you would think, oh, you know, I'll talk for less time. But I think because you have so much in your head and you write down so much, then yeah. you end up. Saying explaining more, explaining it yeah. more, and yep. it's it's for some reason, ironically, yeah, not tend to go more. over time. Yeah, so practicing messages is important, and we can talk about prep and practicing messages, but uh, um, in terms of how to do that, but that that came out of that conversation of saying, as as the lead pastors, we like to have some plans, and very often what I will do is if we do, let's say we're doing a theme on the Sermon on the Mount, we break it up, and we're going to break it up into different topics for each week. Uh, then what I'll do is I'll come up with two or three key thoughts and I'll spend the time prepping that going, what do we want our people to hear? Mm. What do they need to get out of this That's passage? Right. What do we want? What's the aim? Yeah, and I found the, the times that I give more direction to that, the preachers, one, that more often than not the preachers appreciate it. What narrows it in it, into well, this is the aim we're trying to This is what we're trying There's to There's a get. lot of things you can say, yep. but at the end we want it to come into this. And it helps with value, doesn't it? So yeah. it's not just communicating content, it's communicating value. So, um, and, and, you know, if we've got our, our location passes, I'm much more comfortable to go, hey, you know, we trust you guys to 
you know, shape bring the, their own, bring their own flavor to it. Yeah. <clears throat> but for our uh, developing speakers, I'll give a lot more bu- guidelines. I remember John Finkelty saying years ago in Psalm 23, he said, just tell someone, preach, preach Psalm 23, keep it to 15 minutes or whatever. Mm. And people will flourish in that environment where they, they've got a guideline to work with as opposed to just an open slather. Yeah. Um, those boundaries kind of help. So I'll often sit down, let's say we're doing a six-week series um, what I'll do is I'll have about five minutes of thoughts on each of those six weeks and I'll jump on the phone just rough, rough and ready and throw it in mm. our preacher's WhatsApp group. So yep. it's literally a half hour um, or I'll do it as five, six different ones depending on timing. Sometimes it's easier just to do it as one um, and send in the, the markers because then everyone gets a chance to watch, all the speakers get a chance to watch the whole structure. That's why I do it that way. I'm sure some of our speakers just go, oh, week three, I'll skip to the 15-minute mark. But mm. I would encourage our speakers to watch the whole thing because then they get the overall yeah, sense of what we're trying, the, the values and what we're trying to get across in this theme. It's half hour. If you're going to preach, half hour of your investment is worth it. And then I'll say, okay, in Sermon 3 we're doing this this part of the Sermon on the Mount. Here's a few key thoughts. This is the main thing I want you to get across. So it's actually narrowed it down and it has helped the feedback. You asked yeah. what feedback. The feedback from our speakers is that they like it when when they have those guidelines. Mm. Yeah, so when I look, when you when you do that um, ahead of time, so or, you know, so it, we, even with the calendar that's that's done way ahead of time, like for me personally, I probably look for my own prep, and it depends on what people's schedules are like and how much time they can put into it. I guess if you preaching is your main thing and you don't have a lot of other things to focus on, maybe you don't need as long yeah. because because you've know you've got you, yeah. three days this week where you can sit for 6 hours at you know oh, I, I, I don't know yeah but um it depends what you do with your yeah. life and how how your world looks and that's very very um you know that, that's depends on what season we're in it's very unique to each of us but i would like this morning i spent some time looking at what i'm on for the next oh, 8 to 10 weeks mm-hmm. So everything that I'm on and I wrote some notes so I can be thinking and I've already put in the diary and I put in the note when I went and put in the diary, put aside some time. Yep, great. Uh, to do prep but also I, I want to be already thinking now of the theme and what I'm uh, – because I guess the thing is if it's something that I might look at and go like coming up next week we've got our mission, we've got a mission, we're in a mission theme at the moment. So that's my sweet spot. So I knew when that came up that I already had a whole lot of stuff in me yep. that is easy for me to bring. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to do a huge amount of prep because it's it lives in me. But if there's a theme that needs that you're not so familiar with, yeah, that I'm not so familiar with, yeah, good point. Then I would want to spend more time marinating in that, sitting in that, um, you know, doing lots of googling, um, good old Google, you know, look up other commentaries, messages, messages, commentaries, yep. videos. Yeah, Etc. Do some reading. Obviously, read the scripture for myself. Yeah. So that sort of thing. Well, that's actually a good point. It actually. So, if I'm hearing what you just said, and I mean, I know that you do a lot of communicating, but if I, I think it's showing respect as lead pastor, it's showing respect to the people I'm asking to preach that I give them time. Because mm. I know the pushback I often hear is, "Well, you, you're squashing the spirit by planning everything out too much, right?" Well, I have a standard theological, philosophical answer to that, and that is that uh, if you read the Old Testament, when they opened up the tabernacle, when they opened up the temple, King David, prior to his death, had the whole service planned. Mm. He had everything planned out, right down to the choirs and what songs they were going to sing and who was going to do what. And then, of course, he passed away, and then Sol- Solomon took over, and they built the temple. And then when the day came, it says 
the power of God showed up and all the priests were under mm. the power of God. God was there yeah. and they couldn't do anything they'd planned. Yeah, cool. And they saw that as a good thing. And what I would say to that was I actually think it's the very fact that they planned and they they prepared mm. and they put the effort in and God honoured their effort and their stewardship of their gift that he said, I, I'm blessing that and now I'm really going to turn up. So I'm prepared be me being prepared and helping our church to be prepared for what's coming up when it comes to planning services and communicating. We're just talking about preaching, but it applies to emceeing and worship and anything that happens in a service, kids ministry or anything. The more prep and plan we put in, it honors the stewardship of the gift. And I think mm. it doesn't squash the spirit. It allows the spirit to move. I can be sitting upstairs with my sermon notes that I maybe I've written, largely written six weeks before, mm. um, but I'm sitting there with my coffee on a Sunday morning and I'm just, looking at it and I'm just annotating it and changing it and tweaking it and adjusting it. And so That's right. We're still expectant. Obviously we we, we have we're expectant space for God to move. We'll move. Yeah. We want it to be fresh. We want it to be life giving. We want it to be spirit. You know, but I think we find that if we put it. that time in ahead of time, it's more likely to be life giving than the whole Pentecostal way of just show up and let the Holy Spirit move. Yeah. I think there's been a handful of times when I've had to do that or or circumstances have dictated that. Mm. And God does show up, but I think to do yeah. that every week, for me at least, that's borderline lazy. The mm. whole, oh, we'll just find out on Saturday night. No, I want, I want to have honoured um, the Lord and the people by putting mm. in some prep beforehand. Um, and I encourage our speakers to do that. And most of them do. Uh, it might be the occasional one that doesn't do that as often as we'd like, but most of them have that time. And I guess what you, the point you made, which was, I'm thinking was a good one, was that if you know a, in four weeks' time you're going to be preaching on topic A and you've got a few basic thoughts down, what's going to happen is every conversation, every television show, every conversation yeah. you have with someone in the church, every sermon you listen to, every podcast you listen to, you're now tuned in and you can glean stuff to add to your message. Yeah. Oh, that, but You're picking things up along the way. Which you wouldn't have even noticed mm. if you weren't looking for it. Mm-hmm. So having that pre-planning, knowing what you're doing, so if you're, if you're a – you know, a lay preacher, if you're just an occasional preacher in your church, you might preach three times a year or something. If we can, as as pastors, if we can let you know mm. six to eight weeks out that you're preaching, that's going to help them mm. to develop that mm. gift a lot. That's what we try to do, isn't it? Yeah, and I, and I guess for people, like another another way we could bring, uh, bring people in and, and hear from them and see, you know, and give them an opportunity to share, but it might not be a whole preach, is obviously to give them a shorter you know, like a tag team a tag or, team. A, or a, uh, something like that or share a, a story or, a, you know, testimony, like the old, the old school testimony or, you know, my yeah, story Yeah, or some churches things. will use the giving message or the, mm-hmm. or the communion message. I'm not a fan of that. I just think that there's some people who can deliver a great giving message or an inspiration for that, but they're not necessarily going to be preachers and vice versa. Well, yeah, and we would also say for us these days, we're very we keep those things very short. So giving yes. would be yeah. you know, really under two minutes. Yeah, it's a giving moment more it's than a, a moment. giving sermon. We call it a moment. Yeah, we do. And that's because and we, uh, because yeah. uh, people can especially in today's world, the Instagram culture and everything's fast, you you need to not fill them with too much mm. information yeah. so that they can focus on, you know, one takeaway really. Yeah. Too many sermons in within a service is not gonna work. No, that's right. Do we want to talk about that sort of stuff of, or is that something different again on um, platform sort of some of those keys around just made me think of it about what we learned years ago about 
looking at the context of a service and, you know, having a pre-service meeting and a review. We've got that on a list of service planning for a future episode. Yeah, that whole thing around service planning, I think is a whole separate episode. I was just going to say, yeah, you do have to think about the the service and what it's like for the person who's, you know, participating in that and that they're not getting too much. It's not too... Like it's, it's, if they're wound up the whole time, they won't, they'll exhausted and they won't get anything out of it. So yeah, yeah. it's um, oh, I'm trying to think of the term. It's you always say light and shade. Light and shade. That's, that's what you were going to say, was it? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You got to have light and shade. Yeah, light yeah. and shade. Yeah, if it's all yeah. switched on full on all the time, it can be exhausting. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think that's probably a service that's planning a separate, conversation. Separate conversation. But when yeah. it comes to actually developing preachers, uh, so we maybe preach. Uh, I probably preach. It's slightly different at different locations, but. And we have people who say to me, oh, you should preach all the time. Now, I'm, I understand the reasons behind that. Mm. Uh, I understand that we're in our situation, multi-site church, we have other responsibilities. We're not everywhere all the time anyway, uh, but it's not. I, we're not a preacher-centered, we're not a pastor-centered church. We don't want to be. So I'm not down on preachers who preach three times a month or whatever, That if that's what works for you. Um, I like to try to you know preach at least once to twice a month on average, maybe, maybe kind of like, you know, three times in two months kind of thing into mm. have my voice into a church. And that's different. It, that's different locations might have more of me or less of me as well, depending on how many others are there. Um, however, I, we have this value that Margaret Foyster drummed into us of equip the saints for the work of the ministry. So we want to not cling to the pulpit. We want to have a mentality of give people, let them, you know, let them have a go, don't we? Mm, yeah, we do. And we also want there to be uh, a diversity in the voices mm. that come across. So just thinking, you know, Jay John says has that saying we we haven't got it all together. We haven't got it all, but together we've got it. Yeah, that's right. We haven't got and it all I together, but together we've know, got it all. Yeah. Although as senior ministers, yeah, we've got the vision and we've got the value we bring the values and we're we're giving the direction. Other people have got so many wonderful things to contribute. Yes, for and, sure. And um, that's what we want, like you say, it's equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. We want we want to hear from other people. We want we we God wants to, you know, work through uh, through different speak, people. Yeah, totally. Uh, and bring revelation and bring encouragement and bring His word through others. For sure, and that will require us to release people and train people and give them a go. And there are some things that we can do to help that happen, like uh, you know, preparing them well in advance, like we've said. Some of the things that. I've done, don't do this with our location pastors and we give them a lot more flexibility, but mm. with up and coming developing uh, people who are in the uh, developing their preaching gift or their communication gift, um, I'm going to just shout out to Ali, who is um, brilliant at this at our Camden location. Mm. She gives me her notes well in advance. This is where I'm going and it gives me opportunity to give feedback, uh, give ideas. She sends it to Edwina as well these days. Um, we'll often be able to give feedback to do that and she's like two weeks in advance at least so we've given her maybe eight weeks notice she's taken time she's prepped two weeks before she's got a framework and we try and encourage all our speakers to do that and if you're watching this you're listening to this or you're watching this and you're one of those speakers and you don't do that this is you you're being served notice now this is what we need you to do just a reminder we need you to do this because you we need you to honor the gift mm. uh, you need to honor the platform because it's not about you it's about the people you're communicating to it's mm. it's a privilege to be mm. able to communicate to people not a not a right and um so if we can do that what it means is we can provide feedback we can coach we can adjust we can tweak ali's really good then she'll send me her final copy of notes and whether i'm in the room or if i'm not there i'll watch it online at some point with a 
scanned version on my iPad with my pen and I will follow her notes. I'll follow others too and I'll follow mm-hmm. the preaching notes and I can annotate directly and say, you did this well. That was fantastic. Great comment there. Maybe you could avoid moving around so much on stage wow. here or, or whatever it might be. So we're, we're, you, you haven't had to do that. I don't do that to you, do I? See, the reason I don't do that to her is because I, I have to live with her. <laughs> True. I have to live without Lisa. You know, yeah. Ali appreciates it. Um, but I think for developing speakers, mm. it's good. Yeah. But it takes humility. If you're a developing speaker, to ask for feedback and be willing That's to have it. a lot of it. work for you to do, though. That's a lot of Oh, yeah, but I see that as necessary equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. Mm. Um, I'm developing, I'm helping to develop people. Because here's the deal. Preaching is not just content. Preaching is an art. Yeah. And, and and we all can keep learning. We, like we said last time, we want to be lifelong, lifelong learners. learners yes, we've so much more to learn, isn't it? There's, yeah. key, there's things every day we can yeah. be learning more. And um, yeah, even with doing this podcast, I've been just in the last you know week listening to other podcasters. I mean, I like podcasts, you know. Anyway, but I'm coming from a different perspective now, going, oh, what's some things I can learn from what other podcasters so do? So now you're listening not just to the content but yeah, the, the like, art of podcasting, yeah, and absolutely. some keys and there's some things you can learn like not saying um too many times yep. and not saying, you know, yes and not and I don't know, whatever. There's Which is what things. I did. Um, yes. <laughs> it's um, fine. Yes. We all say um. Hmm. And um, Jill's got a story about that but we haven't got time. That. No, we haven't got time today. today. That uh, I did get pulled up on saying um too many times uh, when I was doing a presentation once. Yes. I'll leave it right. at that. Leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, and I just but, said but yes. But I learned from it. You learn from it. So, yeah, so th- in that sense, podcasting, communication is an art and I think we need to, it doesn't matter how good a uh, speak, de- teacher, Bible teacher you are, how much you know your Bible, there's a different skill set and that's totally okay. I remember Andy Stanley in his book Deep and Wide years ago saying, he talks about how you, you, you have people who are actors and people who are screenwriters in the, in the mm. um, you know, movie and television industry mm. And we often we don't automatically assume that the script writers and the actors are going to do this. There's going to be the same people. You have people who write scripts, mm. but they're not necessarily going to be actors. People who are behind the camera directing are not necessarily going to be the actors. No, and yet, when, different. It's different. But we, when it comes to the preaching in church, we we have this assumption mm. that everyone who can write should be preaching. Yeah. I know some people who are fantastic putting together mm. teaching material. True. Fantastic in a, a small group environment, leading, mm. facilitating. But the, the gift set isn't necessarily as natural in front of the pulpit. Mm-hmm. And alternately, you get people who are very good communicators um, and are bubbly and, and engaging, but you're not going to ask them to teach theology because that's not no. their gift set either. Sometimes people who have something really good to say, maybe you could just do a Q&A with them for five yeah. minutes. Yep. And uh, people love that yep. in the church. We've had have great feedback when we yeah, do things totally like always. that because you're getting great you're getting, you know, you need to hear from someone. Yes, but you're not asking them to voice. have to you're preach them to or bring whatever. something, but they're not having to do a whole message, mm. and it's it's nowhere near as. We've uh, got some brilliant M- people who MC and host a service mm. who you, they're not cut out to preach. Mm. It's not their thing, but put them up there on in front of a microphone, and they're warm and and they make people feel welcome. And yeah. so I think we just need to know that that's not to excuse it. If, if you are a regular preacher, then you invariably are going to be preaching and communicating. And that's to say, like we were saying here with podcasting skill, it's an art form. And, you know, other than other than preaching in church life and Toastmasters, there's not many opportunities out there for people to really get 
uh, get these skills. We're very blessed in, this, in, in church to have these opportunities. So I think recognizing it, being open to going, how you conduct yourself is as important as the content you have. If you, if you have great content, but you just stand totally rigid or you look at your notes the whole time or you read your notes or you don't engage, mm. uh, you won't actually get your message across. Yeah, and that's you're right. You do need we do need to be able to be up for feedback and be robust mm. enough to accept feedback yeah. so we can learn. Because I, I we'll never notice. Sometimes we'll, we just never notice certain no. things about ourselves. And so that's a good another reason to listen to your own preaching. Yeah. Go back and listen to it. People say, "Oh, I can't listen to it." I say, "No, you need to listen to it. Mm. You need to assess yourself." And John Finn Kelly always says, "Do two things. Let me know two things you did well and one where you can improve." So we often ask our people that in all areas of church life where can you improve but listen to yourself watch yourself it's hard to do but if you're wanting to develop your preaching communication aspect you need to watch yourself look at beyond your content you might have brilliant content i i this is my problem i have i'm, I'm a good bible teacher so i let myself down in my communication and i can listen story to my own telling. S- the storytelling so yeah. i can i can get into my yeah. own content and go the stories i don't, that, oh, I don't remember do stories so i use bible stories that's how <laughs> i get around that i'm not a great story rememberer yeah but i can still get so enwrapped in my own teaching and go oh that's good content but fail to recognize if i'm if i don't sit down and go okay look at my body language on stage look at how i communicate right. because they're the things that people subliminal things that people are picking up on and so i need to force myself to do that i remember in the early days of preaching back before I had, um, well, yeah, even when I had early printed notes. But I used to, on the top of every page of my notes, I used to put a big smiley face, mm. really big stuff. Yeah. Lots of people rem- still do use printed notes. Yeah, I know. I was just saying that's how I used to do it yeah, back yeah. in those days. But I used, used to, to put a yeah, smiley right. face on there so I think smiling to force me to smile. That's right. And I also think just, oh, I mean, it's probably more on, we're going to talk about it in a different uh, topic about services, but there's nothing like to me bringing a calm you know, people have come in, they've had all sorts of crazy things go on in their world and they've come in and they've, you've got an hour with them on a Sunday and you've got to think about, you know, think about what you're doing in in, in the context of the whole service. Yeah. But I think being reassuring and being yeah. calming, yep. not boring, but reassuring and calming. Yeah, if you've got uh, a confidence about you, that's contagious. Yeah, I think you have to have a confidence. Yeah. You have to know where, where you're So going. how do we get confidence? And not Practice. A, that's right. Yeah, exactly. And also just before we finish something I was thinking of as well as we're much more mindful these days of the great, it is a great responsibility to have anything, you know, and we're, we're mindful of what we have on, on the platform yeah, because it can't be unsaid once it's said. And we have to uh, be very careful about who we, you know, aware, not that we never, not that we didn't have to be aware before, but we're more mindful. We understand more now Mm. about sensitivity Mm. and how people, um, can be affected by things, um, how they can be impacted emotionally, how they can be triggered uh, in trauma responses and things like that. And so now we've learned more about that. We want to respect. We want to. Mm. We want to. We want to do what we can uh, to make people feel safe and be aware of those sort of things. So we would, you know, we're not probably hard and fast on this, but we would talk about in our planning and our and with our speakers, with our preachers, things like what, you know. What are those values? Being aware of sensitive, not, not you know. Not, well, actually, not, we've, not, we've actually put that into our pre-service planning. So it'll come up in the service yeah, one we do. But, right. but around are there any traumatic issues or any sensitive issues that are going to be discussed today that we mm. need to be aware of so mm. that we actually are planning for those things. So when you're a speaker, a communicator, being aware of that is a, is a skill that is important. You're right. You can't, you can't avoid it. 
You can't avoid uh, just yeah. going like a bull in a china shop. We need to think about how we're communicating. What might be the responses that we'll see um, among our congregation that's if we right. say someone things. might want to express their viewpoint, which might, which they that's fine in other contexts, but if it's said from the front, yeah, people will assume that it is the that that is being endorsed by the church. Yeah, sure. Um, so you know we have to be careful that we are not uh, excluding people and that things that are said are not, um, you know, are not. Uh, going to have a negative impact. We, we had a, um, uh, like in the last three or four months, I, uh, I put out a reminder mm. to our teams via video because we communicate yeah. with a, a lot with our teams, not, not just on the sermon prep idea, but other th- ways of communicating with our teams as well. We, we put out a reminder just on some of those key values. These are the things that we're about when you're in, when you're on stage, mm. remember these things, be aware of them because we don't expect people to know and you can't expect what you're not prepared to inspect. So yeah. let, just reiterating values all the time. Part of why we're doing this podcast as much as anything is for our own team to hear some of those values from us and get to know them. So they go, oh, this is what we're about. And we're not saying that, you know, if you're not from our church that you have to have the same values as us, that's up to you. But I think it's good to know what your values are and then mm. communicate them regularly to your to your team so that it gets filtered down into all aspects including the the preaching and mm. i think probably most importantly in the preaching because that's the largest segment of yeah. communication yeah. that you're going to have with the people that anyone in your church is going to have with the people uh, other than you know the reason that we've been able to maybe not be in the pulpit as much or, or one of the benefits is I've gone, okay, well, I've got this other podcast where people, if they want to hear me, they can hear me for two or three hours a week now. Mm, if mm. they're saying we don't want you, we want your teaching, some are, some aren't. But it's um, not everyone wants to hear from Pastor Rowan all the time. Mm, so it's, it's mm. opt-in now rather than them being forced into it because they have to listen to me every week in church because other people, people love hearing you, people love hearing other voices. And so we would advocate, wouldn't we, for mm. get, get as many voices as you can even if people only get a chance once or twice a year, get get them in there and put your voice in there as a lead pastor or key team. Get, get your voice in there at least at least once a month or twice a month. Mm. But that still gives you plenty of scope to put, especially in small churches, to give a fairly good cross-section of the rest of the church a chance to share something. Mm. Yeah, good. All right, we'll have a wrap up there. All right, we'll finish with that one. Okay. All right, have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ministry Matters Podcast. Hey, if this podcast has been an encouragement to you or you think it could be to others, we'd be so grateful if you'd share it with your friends on the socials. So before you head back into your day, if you could take a moment to like our Facebook and Instagram pages and share them with your friends, that would be awesome. You can find us by searching at Ministry Matters Podcast, all one word. And one last thing that just helps the podcast algorithm to work for us, we'd really appreciate it if you could take a minute to rate and review our podcast. Be sure to click that follow button wherever you listen to your podcasts so every new episode will be loaded straight to your device. And for those of you watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button and ring the bell so you know when a new episode drops. All the links you need are in the show notes. So thanks so much for being with us today and we look forward to talking to you in the next episode.